everyone, David Sylvan here again with another episode of our Health Voyager podcast series. You might recall our conversation recently with incoming CEO, Dr. Cliff McGarrian. We want to continue to shine a spotlight on those functionaries, those professionals, those leaders within our system who are helping us navigate this pandemic. And certainly with the lens to what it might look like beyond. 2020 is uh, year of the nurse. Um, I candidly, I, I know I'm biased in this opinion. I think every year is year of the nurse. I think every year should be year of the teacher, but uh, I seem to be a minority in, uh, in terms of that soapbox. But we certainly cannot overexpress our appreciation to our nurses. And whether it be their physical sacrifice, their emotional sacrifice, um, the manner with which we navigate this crisis is going to entirely hinge upon the manner in which they engage us, their, their, their colleagues, and of course, our most critical asset, our patient. We're going to have a few podcasts on this, uh, on this topic. Uh, it's, a broad, it's a broad and deep topic, so certainly one won't suffice. And we're also, in, in future episodes, going to look to add other perspectives, the perspectives of our infectious disease leadership and experts, as well as others who are uh, helping us navigate through their command center activities. But today, very excited to bring you installment one of uh, our series, Nursing Through a Pandemic. Uh, you're going to get to know and learn about and listen to some of our nursing council leadership. We're going to hear about the innovation that they are both uh, experiencing and leading. And uh, we're fortunate to have six such leaders with us on the mic today. What I'd love to have happen is if in a round robin format, you could briefly tell us about your role, uh, what you normally do, what you're currently doing and uh, help, help navigate us through this unprecedented intensity. And perhaps, Melissa Cole, could we start with you? Yeah, thanks, David. Thanks for having us today. Hello, everyone. My name is Melissa Cole. I'm an advanced registered nurse practitioner and a nurse leader in emergency medicine here at UH for the past three and a half years. I've been in nursing for over 17 years, and for the past six weeks, I've been working in our system hospital incident command center as the clinical operations section lead. Um, I'll turn it over to Jason to introduce himself. Hi, everybody. Um, nice to meet you here virtually. Um, I'm a registered nurse for over 20 years. I've been with the University Hospital since for approximately two and a half years. Over the past six weeks, I've been working in incident command um, as the operations section chief. Um, however, my day job is the Chief Nursing Officer of Cleveland Medical Center. Julia? So, um, hello, my name's Julia Skarbinski. I've been with University Hospitals for 24 years in multiple roles. Um, most recently, I took on the role of Chief Nursing Officer at UH Portage Medical Center. Um, my focus over the past six weeks has been surge planning and maintaining our professional uh, processes for safety and quality in conjunction with other community hospital leaders. I'll turn it over to Ashley. Thanks, Julia. Uh, my name is Ashley Fertig, and I'm currently the Chief Nursing Officer for UH Kania and Geneva Medical Centers. Um, I've been with the system now for nine years, and I've been in uh, nursing for 14. For the past six weeks, I've been working as our operational hospital lead locally and also in the system command system um, 
or the CNO section lead for the past two weeks now. Erin, how about you? I thank you, Ashley. So my name is Erin Slay. I've had the pleasure of establishing my nursing career with University Hospitals over 26 years ago. Currently, I serve as Assistant Director of Advanced Practice as well as the Director for UHPS. Over the last six weeks, I focused on surge planning as well as launching drive-through testing, walk-up testing, and fever clinics that serve our community. And Jen, how about you? Hi, thanks, Erin. Good afternoon, I'm Jen Carpenter. I'm a nurse uh, working in information technology, and I have responsibility normally for um, the teams that run the electronic medical record, a lot of the diagnostic IT systems, as well as clinical informatics at UH. So for the past six weeks, six to eight weeks, I've really been deeply involved in the COVID Incident Command Center because as you can imagine, there's a lot of technology required uh, to support what's going on. So I've been the point person for all the information technology needs to help with the response to the pandemic. And I've also spent a lot of time in the, the planning division working on how we deal with surges at all of our sites and both surges of patients or um, you know, surges of staff that might be needed. So it's, it's been a stressful couple months, but we're doing our best to support each other and our teams across UH. Thanks. Jen, thank you. Um, you're bringing incredible firepower to our, uh, to our system and uh, I'm proud to, uh, to call myself one of your colleagues. So let's for a second assume this is, uh, this is career day, perhaps uh, not, uh, not in the midst of a pandemic, but what brought you to nursing? Why did you become a nurse? And uh, perhaps the, uh, the, the cherry on top would be what inspired you to, to consider nursing here at, uh, at UH. And uh, let me pick on, on Ashley. Ashley, what do you think? Yeah, thanks for that. You know, I think this is a question as nurses that we get asked frequently of what's our why for nursing. Um, personally, for me, I became a nurse because I wanted to help my community. Um, I became a formal nurse leader in order to break down the barriers so that more nurses could provide the care we want for our own families in our own communities. Um, I realized early on that if you are frustrated with the process or you want something to change, something's not quite right, the only way to do that is to be a part of that solution. UH Nursing has given me many, many avenues to be able to be able to do that. Um, you can voice your opinion, you can try new ways of doing things. UH is definitely a land of opportunity and it's a nurse's, nurse's hospital. Um, our voices matter and that's, that's why I choose to be at UH. Tremendous, inspiring. Julia, what about you? Well, thanks David. Um, I became a nurse uh, because like so many, I wanted to impact patient lives and provide exceptional care. I started in the CICU um, in, on main campus and really developed a passion there for quality and patient safety. And I had the amazing opportunity at UH to develop our risk management and patient safety program for many years. These safety principles have really guided me in nursing leadership and UH nurses have never ceased to amaze me. Throughout this pandemic, I've been inspired by nurses that have gone above and beyond to provide emotional support to patients and families especially while maintaining the same high quality safe care that we always provide. Uh, when this first started, nurses were actually using their own cell phones con to connect patients and families by video. Um, sometimes at the end of life, knowing that it was probably the last time that families would see their loved ones and holding hands with patients that had no family by their side. Uh, it's really taken an emotional toll. Um, it's been high, but UH nurses really persevere and have become even stronger, and that makes me so proud to be a UH nurse. Julia, courageous and, uh, and humbling to, to, to witness and listen to.
So these are unprecedented times. We all agree with that. Um, the uh, any good crisis usually, unfortunately, is the catalyst for innovation. And let's let's shift our focus to that intersection of innovation and, and your activities. We've had to become very, very creative with regard to the use of equipment. We've had to become very creative uh, and agile when it comes to process adjustment. Uh, we're doing things at unprecedented speeds, but we, we certainly don't take our eye off the, the ball of safety, uh, safety of, of you, the providers, as well as, as the safety of our patients. Talk to us a little bit about what you've noticed, what's come from the front lines, uh, uh, from the trenches when it comes to uh, innovation. And perhaps, Erin, um, can you give us some thoughts on that? Sure, thank you, David. As we began to start seeing our first patients with coronavirus in Northeast Ohio, we were still mobilizing and organizing many of our support systems throughout the health system. So nurses had to do a lot of innovation as they dealt with new situations. I think the creativity and the learning of nurses, the nursing process truly in action, got us from concept to tried and true procedures in a short period of time. The logistics around our drive-through testing and our walk-up testing, our remote oxygen monitoring that we now provide to patients that have been discharged with coronavirus um, and monitoring them at home, our call centers and our phone triage are now staples of how we address our patients with, within COVID operations. And we believe that many of these innovations will continue um, to be our steady state as we walk through this pandemic. Erin, thank you. And, and Jen, what are your thoughts? Do you have any examples perhaps that you could share with us? Sure, happy to. You know, I, I'd say the, you know, the basis it is that nurses are grounded by their mission for human caring. The challenges that we've seen because so many patients, all of our patients are really in isolation, have prompted nurses to be really creative in, in unfortunately the most tragic situations. So here's, here's an example that's uh, really impactful. Nancy Gallagher is one of our nurse managers at Parma and she, she shared this with many. Um, they unfortunately had a patient at Parma who was, uh, due to coronavirus, nearing the end of her life and, and put into hospice care. And remember, no family members, no visitors are allowed in the hospital right now. And so in conversation with the, the patient's daughter, um, the nurse, Samantha, uh, you know, worked out a plan where the patient's family would be in the, par in the parking lot outside of the hospital. And so Samantha put her hand on the window so that the family down below could know what room they were in. And then she took an iPad, so we've talked about technology, she took an iPad that was available and, and pointed it at the patient, got the family and the patient connected through that iPad, and that nurse held this woman's hand for 26 minutes while she held an iPad and she helped them pass. Um, she, she held it until a patient took their last breath. Um, you know, that, those are moments that are only there once. Um, there is no way to teach a nurse to do that. That is a nurse innovating in the moment um, where it really matters. So, um, you know, I'd say that's, that's nursing innovation. Appreciate you sharing that, um, Jen. And uh, 
we're fortunate to have the Nancy Gallagher's and, and all of her colleagues in, in the system. And, you know, at some point this too will pass. Uh, there will be a new normal and, and perhaps shame on us if we, if we revert back to who we were and how we did things uh, at, at the end of this. Surely there are some learnings, there are some sustainable behaviors, some, um, some residual processes that we should um, ensure become law as we move forward. So perhaps let me, let me ask you, Melissa, um, once the smoke clears, what, what's it going to look like? Um, that's a really good question, David. These are unprecedented times and there have been moments like Jen pointed out um, where nurses are innovating in the moment to try and connect humans together. I think those things, uh, innovation and appreciation for what the nurses are doing at the bedside is something um, that we're seeing and hearing more of. I think when the smoke clears, we need to continue to speak up and advocate for our profession and our patients. Nurses are advocates by nature, and through our training, um, we practice this, but I think this is the first time in a long time nurses have felt comfortable to speak up and feel comfortable in their own skin and advocate for themselves and really advocate for patient centricity. Um, we have, in this unprecedented time, we've called upon our home care nurses who have tested over 500 patients and employees across our system that may have had transportation issues or inaccessibility to testing. So we've seen a lot of innovation in our community-based setting, ambulatory, and as Jen pointed out, at the bedside. So I hope we continue to see that innovation, continue to advocate for our patients and our profession, and continue to have an audience that will listen to us. Tremendous, Melissa. Now, Jason, you have a, a, a unique bird's eye view by virtue of your position. What are your thoughts? Thanks, David. Um, you know, my initial thought is how impressed I've been by how much support the nursing staff has given one another. Um, like to share a story that was just um, given to me of two nurses that were in the uh, parking garage after a long shift, giving each other a hug and um, wiping tears from their faces, just, you know, kind of reflecting on their day because these are very challenging times. But I think the positive that we're seeing and that is coming out of this, David, is that we see how powerful nursing is. And um, as a system, we know we have over 7,000 nurses. And we, when we all work towards one common goal, the sky is the limit. And I think that's what we're seeing from a nursing perspective. The nurse is the first one to step up and volunteer their time and services. And they do it without hesitation. And that's truly what makes nursing the greatest profession on the planet. Jason, I, uh, I, I really appreciate that. And uh, I think for everyone listening, the, uh, the raw emotion that is self-evident on this call should, uh, should underscore what Jason has just said to us. So let me ask you this question then, Aaron. How do we make sure we continue to acknowledge, continue to, to celebrate these efforts? What, uh, what, what should UH be doing to, to keep supporting from an innovation perspective this, this critical resource of, uh, of these 7,000? So 
Sure. Thank you, David. And I think you've really highlighted it's the emotion that we are all feeling around our amazing 7200 plus nurses across our health system. We are incredibly fortunate to have each and every one of them serve right next to us through this pandemic and, and really can't thank them enough. And it's through our, our support, through our generous community, and to witness the rallying around our nurses and our first responders in so many ways. We've had outpouring of donations of food, PPE, and monetary support for our frontline throughout the past several months that are really immeasurable. And we are excited about some of the additional donations to help us celebrate our upcoming Nurses Week, which um, we celebrate in the first week of May. Um, but more than anything, we as collectively as UH nursing leaders, we can't say thank you enough to our nurses. They've moved mountains these past couple of weeks. I'm sorry. <laughs> and months, and there's still a lot of change in front of us as we begin to recover from coronavirus. Um, most importantly, what we can do as nursing leaders and on the front line is to continue to support all of our staff through our recovery efforts. It's our nurses are our essential caregivers. And so must be positioned as leaders to bring relevant information to decision making. Most great ideas for change in care delivery involve nursing practice and change and the expertise of all of our nurses. Thank you, thank you. I, I will say to you that uh, at the beginning of this crisis, um, as you're probably all aware, we stood up a virtual hotline, if you will, uh, in order to be a repository for, for innovation and invention and, and concept. And uh, we expected to have a, a couple of dozen great ideas, and we're well north of 300 incredible ideas as we speak, and uh, many of them incredibly actionable. And I will tell you that a disproportional percentage of those great ideas are coming from our, our, our nursing partners. And so this brings us to the close of part one of this uh, critical podcast. I can't thank you enough for generously, generously sharing your realities and uh, I wish you all Godspeed. And to all our nurses, happy nursing week.